0: Hey Will I Like It listeners, do you like a good cup of coffee, one that's rich, flavourful and ethically sourced? Then you need to check out Dynasty of Coffee, a Yorkshire-based online coffee business that offers a range of expertly crafted blends. All of their coffee is roasted to order to ensure freshness and they're committed to nurturing the well-being of both individuals and the planet. Whether you're a fan of a bold, strong coffee or a smooth and mellow one, Dynasty of Coffee has a blend for you. Their four main blends are inspired by different British dynasties. Saxon, Viking, Tudor and a decaf Hanoverian. So if you're looking for a delicious and ethically sourced cup of coffee, head to dynastyofcoffee.co.uk today and use the code Saxon10. That's Saxon, all capital letters, 10 at checkout for 10% off your first order. Enjoy. Enjoy.
1: going to do an introduction.
2: <laughs> <Very
1: good>. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Will I Like It podcast.
0: I'm here at the Ancient Technology Centre today and my guests are Ciderblot, We've got John busy and Tom.
3: Hello. Hello. Hello.
0: I nearly called you Ciderblot because I've been joking all day
3: <laughs> about the
0: Wurzels yeah. new album is going to be called Ciderblot. Yeah. I'm yeah. hoping we can make it a thing. Yeah. So yeah welcome to the show thank, thank you very much
1: thanks yeah fabulous. thank you thank you for having us yeah it's great so i, guess, I love the building
0: yeah it's awesome
1: isn't it? yeah it's very good
0: cool. yeah. so i guess we should maybe start at the beginning like where did you guys start how did you sort of form Cedar the blood
1: jorvik festival wasn't it yes it was first time i can, we met all three together yeah. it was at that jorvik festival I already have met you before. Yeah, and we did a few jam sessions. Yeah, I bought an instrument from you as well. Yeah, we did a few jam sessions before, but then that stopped, and then we met all together. That your uh, big festival, two thousand and seventeen or 18? eighteen? Yeah. yeah, and a month after that, we started jamming in my shed. Nineteen. What time It's Twenty nineteen. We all got together possible yeah yeah 2019 yes yes 2019 because it was just a few days after my son was born Mm yeah
0: yeah so whose idea was creating the band
1: i think we all have our own idea of wanting to be in a project regarding this kind of music Mm. this this style and yeah we just I looked for him, for him. We met together. Yeah. And we made it happen.
4: I, I don't think it would be possible, to be honest. Like, There are so few people, or at the time, there were so few people doing this sort of music. In England, that alone south, you'd have to sort of travel far and wide to find musicians. Yeah. It just so happened that Fizzy lived you know, 20 minutes up the road from me, Yeah, an hour up the road from you. <laughs> it was meant It was meant
3: to it was be. Yeah, it's yes. <laughs> mean, didn't <he>? yeah, that's it. <laughs> we were so it like you say it's it's rare to find people that have got a similar idea of what they want to get out of the project sort of thing and we were already doing stuff so we were kind of doing reenactment and things an anglo-saxon reenactment and um and it just it just the timings worked really well for us all kind of naturally come it was quite organic i think really when it came together so um that was good i know you've been sort of obviously making instruments and writing songs and stuff anyway so you kind of kick-started that and um, yeah, it kind of sort of progressed from there sort of thing. Do you do yeah. reenactment?
0: Because I know you do.
1: I don't you know,
0: Yeah, this is an well.
3: odd one out at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I say it at the moment because
1: you never know, right? Yeah, when I was in Spain, I was involved in some kind of LARP. Spectacle <laughs> But it wasn't reenactment. Yeah and I don't think at the moment I'm all right for doing
3: reenactment. I have too many things in my head. It's a big hobby to get into, right? Like there's a lot to it. So yeah.
0: It takes over I a mean. bit. It
3: does, it really does. Yeah. So yeah. We we've kind of been doing Anglo Saxon stuff for a you've been doing it for a few years, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, then I've
4: sort of taken a step back from that and Yeah. Again, like busy too many too many things going on.
3: Yeah. But we, i mean we'd always i mean all three of us have done bands and stuff previously so like music was always there we were, we were kind of you know, we've done lots of different projects and stuff mm-hmm. in the past just this one by finding three people like to say like-minded and stuff it was it was i know it sounds like a trope to be meant to be but it was yeah it kind of all just sort of came together at the right time and
1: also we are all coming from a metal is background yeah well it maybe doesn't mean nothing but it helps us to connect maybe we listen to a band outside of this genre we we kind of are uh, have similar tastes.
3: yeah yeah definitely
0: so i guess yeah if we're talking about the style of music in case anyone doesn't know how would you describe see the lots me. yeah
1: it's a good question yeah i would describe it myself fighting uh, music yeah
4: <laughs> We're not Uh, a pigeonhole, this is Viking
1: and such. I would say Norse inspired, yeah, yeah. Samanic music, because I think even if what people listen or what they expect when they listen to us is Viking, yeah, but I talk for myself the most, I'm more into semanism than Viking things. Yeah,
3: I think it depends on, like, so we like people. tell us what what genre they think we are you get so many different ranges as well so I think it's really difficult for us to kind of pigeonhole ourselves yeah. um into into one thing like viking music so we get like pagan folk music and shamanic music and all different types of stuff um like lots of different genres so yeah it's kind of what what the listener makes of it really I think mm-hmm. yeah. I don't think we want to just be just Viking I think we are Norse inspired but we we cover a lot of things so we try and use lots of different instruments and stuff as well um yes
1: and the range what i think that links our music with shamanism and meditation is that at least i think we three agree when we played we managed to zone out and go mm. on little journeys while playing, so. while playing the songs yeah yeah and i hope the public is perceiving that as we do when we played. it
0: Mm. It's obviously linked back to your name as well. Cedar block, cedar magic.
2: Mm.
4: Yeah, it's sort of like a, a ritual ritual.
1: Yeah. Yes, I mean, yeah. when we got the name, is the idea of of the name. It was like shamanic ritual. Yes, but obviously it can be translated different ways. But that's the idea, and the. I guess that's the, what the name of the band wants to show to
3: mean, yeah not just not just like um ritual but celebration as well i think mm. i think we, we like to write stuff uh all different sorts of situations and scenarios we've got funeral songs but we've also got sort of war war songs you know yeah. battle songs um uh you know ritual songs that kind of stuff so i think, I think again we don't just do the one area I think we kind of try and expand on stuff and um, so yeah kind of
1: a lot of different things really we're gonna speak about that funeral song what's behind yeah. the song yeah yeah definitely yeah, yeah so when that song first was brought in the very early version of it because now we have worked on harmonies and we have it has evolved a lot but the first time that I played the song and What I envisioned, it was a way for me to say goodbye to my grandparents because I was away from home Mm. and I kind of had the feeling that I couldn't be there for when they were dying. So I had the need to make that song. Yeah. And that's how it started. And in the end, when they died, I wasn't able to be over there. So it's a special song to me. Yeah. And I... I think it's much better now that we have evolved it and it is not so raw being a very raw song.
2: Mm. Mm.
1: So was that did you say that was the first song we wrote? No, it yeah. wasn't well that song was as Cedar I mean rather than a... The first song we, we got as say the Blood all together it was a scheduled, yeah. That actually that schegled <laughs> Taggle harp part I wrote it in Jorvik Viking Festival and after being with them. So
0: that's the one with the video on the
1: beach, the yeah. black sand. <laughs> that's the one. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm not very good with song names, so I. <laughs> it. it. <laughs> it's, it's
1: actually <laughs> should be a video of that Tackle Harper part playing it in Jorvik 2019 on the streets. Just chuck some drums to it, and uh, yeah, it
4: became almost like a our signature piece it's kind of a yeah, a big, yeah. Like a big tune that hear. It's, wants it's to a have, big yeah. finisher uh, yeah, a yeah. big big yeah. sort of song um for for now anyway until yeah. the uh, the new stuff sees the line.
3: yeah yeah skeggle has been a really good kind of flagship for us yeah. really. i think it's it kind of encapsulates a lot of what we're about and i think as a as a song it's it's um it's really popular because it's you know it's quite a beat it's um uh it encapsulates the, the idea of you know the the sound that we're looking for and stuff like that. So yeah, I think it's been really popular for since we started, really, isn't it? It's, it's, we get most people asking us to play that one. I think yeah. above all else. So yeah, yeah. really popular. But
1: well, it, we have ideas of making new videos with the new songs. Yeah. That, well, we expect to be closer to what we are. Mm, that's a Because you,
0: you yeah. said you started 2019.
1: 2019, yeah. So,
0: mm. so you've had like a difficult yeah. journey as a mm. beginning for a band.
4: Yeah. It's it, sort of well timed. It, it, it has been a bit sort of <laughs> yeah. bit of a turbulent old time. Up and down yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah. Yeah, 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 So I mean, started off 2019, early 2019. The summer of that year, we played our first show that was playing three nights at Midgash Blog, uh, which for a first show, Playing overseas, that was, that was a bit of a dream come true, yeah. really. Um, I don't think I was there that year. No, it was, it was my first year, and I've been every year since. Like fell in love with the. First it was like the
1: windy year.
4: The windy year, yeah. yeah.
3: I've, I've been torrential to all but rain and stuff two since started.
0: Uh, the first year I definitely didn't go. I Maybe I was there because I think it was about twenty sixteen or seventeen. Then sure.
4: yeah. yeah, that, that was a year that. Uh, we flew out, sort of first first trip as a Oh party. yeah. And the worst. lost our luggage. Yeah. Uh, so our yeah, tents, our sleeping bags, tuners and tuners, some, 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 some instruments. Instrument. Yeah. 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 So yeah. luckily, the we we did. They yeah. they delivered it to us on the last day. Yeah.
0: Um, the day we were leaving. useful. Yeah.
4: <laughs> so luckily, the organisers put us up in um one of the cabins that they have. Yeah, uh, we were which was. Lucky. Amazing, considering the storm hit and yeah. wiped
3: out tents. So yeah, really yeah. we were really fortunate. Yeah, it was out. torrential rain that whole weekend, mm-hmm. wasn't it? It was it was awful. But. I
0: think, yeah, I think that year I might have stayed in the volunteer camp.
3: Yeah, I think I was off with a tent space there. Yeah. yeah, but we were we got quite lucky it is.
1: because even if we didn't have all our gear to play, we got helped a bit by the sound guys over there yeah. and from people from other bands like. Espin and Thomas from Eldrim. They lent me a tuner for my tablet harper. We we just got help. And yeah. it was great.
4: It's it was an interesting sort of couple of shows to cut at teeth, really.
3: Yeah, 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 definitely.
4: I kind of just went went for a few sort of shows. We did Manchester and London with Nitland. Yeah. Then I sort of one one of the highlights um of the early days was a year after first forming. Um, back at Yorkic festival we played the Yorkic takeover yep. supporting Highland, which was was crazy it was, it was mind blowing crazy them, for yeah. us yeah. and that was I was a few i think it was a few days after the first confirmed covid cases had hit the uk yeah in the hotel next to the barbican in york yeah <laughs> so we we were like at ground zero for the uk um you know, that that was a big gig. We figured this, this is a sort of springboard, this is a way to get into the uh, get into the scene sort of well and truly. And then the world shut Got down. down.
0: <laughs> I mean you could connect the, the start of Cedar block created worldwide pandemic. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You wrote oh, it, I it go go. Go.
1: Actually, <laughs> actually we we went to play a gig in Germany. Yeah and yeah. Tom couldn't make it because he had an exam. John. So John could, John John could
3: make yeah, it. Yeah, yeah I, I suppose, too. <laughs> Hello, that's me, I
1: confuse names. <laughs> <laughs> so John had an exam, yeah. he couldn't come. Another friend of mine came to help us with some drums. Yeah. And when we published it on Facebook, we said, John is not coming because he got the COVID, like making a joke.
0: Yeah.
1: And
3: weeks after, Everyone was blowing with the COVID. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that was whacking winter nights, wasn't it? Yeah.
4: yeah. That was cancelled anyway because of uh, yeah. the storm.
3: Yeah, in the end,
1: the festival got cancelled. We managed to play in a small event. that was put there for the people that travelled to to the place. And... Your exam got canceled in the end as yeah. well. So I could have so, flown out.
4: Yeah,
1: yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah was that... it, was crazy? it was a,
4: a lot of, a very lot of misfortune yeah. in the early years.
1: Yeah.
4: Um, it came up. COVID, went on to play, I think the first big festival back, and that was Bloodstock in 2021. So one of the first big events back. Yeah, um, and We were lucky enough to be up for the slot opening the main stage, which for me, like, I was, I was getting Bloodstock as a kid, you know, yeah. I was blown away by Bloodstock as my first big UK festival, and looking up at the main stage, I was always in sort of metal bands and I was like, I'll never be good enough to play the big stage, um, and as luck would have it, they uh, we were sort of what they were what they were after for the Sunday morning, so I opened that day for Judas Priest, which is uh, an interesting one. <laughs> And that that was that was a hell of a show Yeah, that was really fun um
3: we've been so lucky with our events and yeah they've all been mega surreal and i think not like like you were saying you know we we played these crazy shows which when you're when you, you know for our first big events and stuff they're insane but also as well having to deal with stuff like covid and stuff i imagine mm. it, it stuff that bands don't deal with on a regular basis either so we yeah. were really learning as we went sort of thing yeah.
2: uh,
3: it was just it was incredible really really good experiences Bloodstock was just uh, amazing. And I think that
1: also was an eye-opener for us uh, in a way that we started to investigate more about upgrading our gear, upgrading what we use on a stage. uh, At the moment, we never have used any backing track in any of our gigs, Mm. just one intro track, but never anything like that. Um, we're working on that. This is the man is dealing with all the technicalities. <laughs>
4: Bringing a wizard. Bringing an old, oldie timey band yeah. in for the, uh, the 21st century. Yeah. Yeah. It's, at the end of the day, we are with three dudes with six hands. Yeah, we're it's, limited, right? Yeah. Not much else yeah. that we can do. Um, it's busy. Busy needs both hands. Of the tagarpa. We need both hands of drums. We are. We are limited with the amount of people that we are. um However, backing tracks yeah. can yeah can make a. I think
2: most sound fans use them anyway, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: Like Midgard's Blot this year, mm-hmm. I sort of delving into the world of backing tracks and in ear monitors and all the tech stuff. I noticed it a lot more, sort of doubling up, sort of big drum beats, just to create that earth shattering sound. It's that's what the future holds for us
3: yeah just
4: bring in there bring the tech aspect up it's
1: that in itself is a bit of a learning curve i
0: guess uh, it's that easier than trying to bring in more members
1: then because then you find new well players. uh to be honest at some point in the very very early stages i mentioned about maybe having someone else joining the band to help with drums and free john to play other instruments but I think the band has to be like this. We are three. It has taken us a while where kind of we know each other. Yeah. You know, and it's not just people you met a couple of weeks ago and you are playing with them for a couple of gigs. Mm, It's also cheaper to buy extra luggage than it is to buy an extra plane ticket. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't like many people anyway, so (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
3: Thing, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah i mean it's it's progression is the thing that we're kind of looking for i think going forwards and i think that's a natural progression for us is to move down the backing tracks and, and just just bringing that extra level of professionalism that we're that we strive for to take us to that next level so um the stuff john's doing already with kind of working on the backing tracks and just setting a just an atmosphere and an ambience to, to the music that we're already doing. Um it's gonna take it to to the next level for So means think. that we have a bit of ambience between tracks, um because
4: certain people don't like talking between yeah. settings <laughs> or say the same thing at every show, which is
1: It's because normally in the gigs it gets very hot it on the stage. <laughs> yeah. You know? And I don't like hot weather, I don't deal very good with the hot. For a Spaniard it's <laughs> yeah. That's
0: why <laughs> you <Yeah. laughs>
1: do.
4: Every show.
0: But it's Every funny because I met you at Midgard mm-hmm. last year, and you introduced yourself to me, and then I was like, "Sorry, I didn't recognise you because you don't have your hood on." Because... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> was
1: like, yeah. state yeah. because you've always had hoods up. Well, that's it. all the thing that we are trying to improve. Yeah. The stage were Yeah. Wear. yeah. Uh, we were at the moment using cloaks and and hoods, but we never had like a very strong band stage where to go all yeah. together so we're working on that as well um, next year I should be seeing on the stages yeah,
4: yeah. so again we're, we're just three dudes who occasionally sort of sit on chairs sit on logs sit on whatever <laughs> we could be provided um we've got floor tums that look all very very nice and modern um so not only is it working on the music side of things, bringing the music into the 21st century, but also backdating the stage itself. So, not just the stage where, but the entire stage dressing, making it a bigger performance, delivering a bigger performance, and delivering the same performance every time.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, consistency. Yes, yeah. that's, that's one of the key.
4: We key we things. play, we play completely sort of different different venues from. You know actual music festivals, music venues to playing sort of living history villages. I mean, going from main stage at Bloodstock with all of the tech, um, all of the expense spent on the music side of things to going to another venue playing sort of inner field, small stage, yeah. small speaker system,
1: or but, an acoustic, yeah, or it, yeah. acoustic. It yeah. just
4: making it work but you never know what you're going to get at these events no so yeah, yeah. it is just delivering From, the same yeah. thing every time yeah
1: no we are trying to get some minimum requirements to make everything more homogeneous homogenic, or yeah mm. yeah goodness <laughs>
0: i was only worried for a second yeah that this that this shouting might be coming out <laughs> as loud as yeah. here. yeah it sounds like he suddenly started shouting by the entrance
3: i think it's, good. it's yeah. good
0: yeah um did have another question what was it oh yeah so um going back to the sort of creation of music where do you take your inspiration from, from making music oh,
3: that's it that's a good question everywhere i think yeah mostly don't I know that there's things that we're kind of we're very connected to and we're kind of we sound similar to and things like that, yeah. and I think there's naturally there's gonna be some uh some crossovers where we're we're almost subconsciously sort of consciously building things in that we've heard from other places that kind of thing but um it it really ranges for us I know even sort of back from you know what we listen to as kids that our parents put on and all this sort of stuff you know it, it makes a big difference to what we're doing now um and like and like Vi said before, I think the fact that we're connected to metal so much and to yeah. to rock and things like that i think that has a big impact on what we're playing now because um you know whether you whether you like it or not and you you might have an idea in your head we are three you know um individual people with our own backgrounds and our own likes and dislikes and styles and all this sort of stuff so uh, hopefully all three of us have, have made that impact uh, that sort of impact on the music I think you know it's natural for us to kind of go uh we're really close to Highland and Wadruna and all those types of bands because it's the same ilk but um I like to think that we probably take stuff from from rock and metal and build it into it as well and even further afield um definitely take a fair whack from traditional sort of Mongolian yeah, yeah exactly yeah this is it so there's loads of loads yeah
1: of, so- Mongolian throat Mongolian it. <clears throat> it's a big part well I say Mongolian but it's not just Mongolian Altai, Turkic, uh, different. We like throat singing, all the styles. And we listen to it. And even if we, we are in the, we're driving in the car and the moments when, I don't know, we don't have an accident. We just go (laughs) throat
3: singing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, always, always like working vocals, throat singing, anything, right? Yeah, whenever you get the chance. But I would
1: would like to mention about the inspiration because I'm just coming out of a period of probably around two years or even more. It was very hard for me to find inspiration. And not just find inspiration, but transform it into something. And that I found is related to some mental health treatment i was taking yeah and as soon as i stopped it in matter two or three weeks i can feel how all of that inspiration is coming back so mental health treatment tablets are not good for inspiration
0: Mm. (laughs) the robins come to join (laughs) me
1: vocal but anyway my I, i can say about myself yeah I'm all the time writing notes in my phone, doing like little voice uh, memos. I'm at work, I'm jotting singing, mm. I'm thinking of stuff. Or even playing in the woods. Yeah. Mm. I try to play in the woods as much as I can in my lunch breaks at work and things. I just yeah. grab an instrument, play for 10 minutes. Even those little ten minutes, it can bring you something for later. Might pause until he stops shouting,
2: because
0: mm. I think he's as loud as you are. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the cider line, yeah. Shall I get you some cider? Yes, please. <laughs> All right. So we pause briefly there because of some noise outside, because they're filming a project that's been on this podcast before. Hmm. So anyone that's Followed the podcast would already know about The Fog on the Barrow Downs. And we've got some food and some cider. And we're just going to carry on with the chat. Um, So I think we should probably talk a bit more about where you guys are going with the music, because you've got a new album on the way, right?
4: We do. Um, It's a culmination of a re-recording of the the older tracks um, and a fair amount of new stuff. (laughs) So we've been working with um Will from Vervaki to record um mixing mastering is gonna to go to Gisli also of Vervaki um mm-hmm. and should be uh should be with us in you know, first spring? The, the spring spring, early summer at the very, very latest next year.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So then would the plan be to take that on tour?
4: We are we're looking at a few sort of festivals for next summer. Um, I don't know if we'd, we'd sort of suit touring, um, but sort of the level that we're at is something that we would really like to get to.
1: The thing, I think touring at the moment, it can be tricky for us because obviously we have day jobs. Yeah. And sometimes touring is not as easy. If you count touring us going for a month or two weeks yeah some people call touring doing a gig on friday and saturday what well, in a way it is but that's something we could do but at the moment we are not going to do long tours like one month traveling to all the countries and not stopping but it's something that can be started for the future definitely
2: mm.
4: i think we're just aiming for a lot of festivals next summer just to get around as much as we can um summer's definitely worked for me It's a teacher by trade so the six weeks off over summer work yeah beautifully for um for that but we've we've already got a few offers from a few festivals next year I'm just in talks with a few others to uh, to get on but yeah nothing that we can announce at present
1: Yeah, but but talking about the new music is basically going to be very close to the set list we have at the moment. Yeah, but all introduced to all the new technical gear and backing tracks that we have to do, we want to, to do next. So that's what you should expect from the new album.
0: So yeah, before we started recording, you told me a story that I thought was quite amusing and maybe you could tell the listeners.
4: Yeah. Um the moral of, of every story, every funny story that we have as a band is don't travel with Vizzy. <laughs> um Vizzy makes a an interesting travel companion, I'd say. Keep your on your tongue, definitely. The the, the highlight of, of that would be one of our flights to Ireland. We play quite a few a few shows <laughs> um over at Slane Castle.
0: Mm. I don't want any blood but right.
4: i'll do shortly after after this after hi, little
0: hi. regaling of the tail
4: um hi. so we were running quite late we were running quite late to the airport yeah. so we missed our check-in we we had a big suitcase a couple of smaller suitcases all of which we had to check in and the guy at the desk was like, right to make it as easy for you guys as possible two of you can get on the plane you can mm-hmm. take the two smaller suitcases that should have been, you know, hold luggage, but we'll, we'll just let you take them on the plane. Yeah. To make it cost-effective, one of you stay behind with the uh, smaller suitcase, or the big suitcase, sorry, and get a flight out later. So, me and Tom were the ones that... Uh, you drew the straws? We, we drew the straws. <laughs> we, actually, it wasn't so bad. Mm-hmm. Like We got, got in a little bit early. Yeah, Vizzy yeah, stayed behind for a couple of hours. I chilling at the
1: airport. But but it, it was just, four hours.
4: Yeah, just before we hit security, I was like, right, we we need to we need to go through these bags with a I yeah. I don't trust Vizzy to pack bags. <laughs> like, you, you know, they're like, have you packed this bag yourself, sir? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I need, needed to double check, and I, I opened up just before we get into security. Just see if he's left any bottles of water in there or anything. And I'm greeted by an axe. A, a sharp hand axe. Um now we use the axe live Tom wax a bit of wood with an axe. I do, yeah. For a percussive effect. Mm, yeah. Um so if we'd have been taking this on hold luggage, it would have been absolutely fine. You can travel with an axe, yes. no, no issue. When you're carrying it on, different story. So we had to run run back. So we, we were already sort of like we were already late, under it with the time. Yeah, um, I think we had about twenty minutes to blast through security, run to the gate. Mm-hmm. Um, they were holding the plane for us. Um, it was not not ideal, so we had to run back. Not find it, And I said in a very hushed tone, "This this was Heathrow Airport." I said in a very hushed tone to his "Like, right, go into one bag, <laughs> grab a t-shirt, <laughs> put it into this bag, and." Just wrap it round the axe so you can subtly move it into the big suitcase. <laughs> and Vizzy is
3: Don't make a big scene. Yeah.
4: Don't make a scene. Don't don't say anything. Just just do it very, very subtle Subtlety I don't think is in Busy's vocabulary. Um so he just whips the axe out and he's like, you It's okay, it's only an axe. It's not the holding it aloft. Like um, something like that. And then but it if- I, I was stood there stunned. Um I think you were the same, busy waving an axe at Heathrow Airport.
2: Mm.
1: And nothing happened, so, yeah. <laughs> nothing. you know, people yeah. are so scared about doing things that in the end nothing happened. No, mm.
4: do, do not encourage the listeners, viewers. Don't do it. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. Thank you. was
0: <laughs> yeah. a great little story. It, it <laughs> wasn't.
1: <laughs> so we, we can laugh From my that. perspective, I really didn't know what was the problem, because... I wasn't doing anything with it. Food was really good, Craig you. Yeah, really, really nice, delicious. Yeah, I'm I like it. I find that this Yeah, you yeah, know, like
0: it's barley and cheese.
1: Yeah, it's delicious. Um, Actually, mm. I really liked it because of that because it was barley and cheese. Yeah, that's it, and you could you could taste both.
3: Yeah, I really liked the sweet bread as well. That was really tasty. Mm. Really tasty. The butter bread is nice. The bread, nice too. The bread was, yeah, yeah. Take a look for it.
1: <laughs> so <Sorry. laughs> tell everyone Tom
2: hmm?
3: you've been begun veggie yep yeah, was, yeah. Um, so no um no blood bread but it looks tasty oh you're oh. you new you're
1: really new
0: yeah 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 that's why we're having cheesy barley
3: yeah
1: and not
0: anything like meaty ah
3: oh. yeah to accommodate.
0: <laughs> I thought it was the end of the month. <laughs> <laughs> where you guys learned like, your instruments, was it just trial and error? Because obviously, things like the taggle harper, yeah. they're not exactly something that you can go for taggle harper lessons mm-hmm. in the local. Yeah, room.
3: that's true. So,
0: yeah. where do you pick up things like that?
1: By myself, by doing it. Trying try and, and error. I, when I started making taggle harpers, It was because I wanted one and I really didn't know any maker around or something that I could afford at the time. Mm. So I just made one. I didn't like it 100%. I made another one. I made another one, another one. And then I started making, I started getting messages from people asking me if I could make one for them. And that's how I started making them and playing them just by playing the instruments I was making. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Yeah. I've I've never had any classes from any other Tagal Harpa player, but I also play different instruments like guitar, but that could also be linked to having a metal background because I can see similarities in the way that I write music for say the blood or in the ways I write music for all the metal projects Mm. because at the end is my way of thinking music so I I interchange techniques and scales well I guess it's how I started playing it and how I've learned it could be similar to you as well yeah
4: I mean I've I've studied music most of my life. Um I've studied guitar performance at university, so I've already been always been very sort of musically minded. Um played a number of music more musical instruments over the years. I used to play the trumpet as a kid. Um but naturally progressed on to guitar because guitar was the cool That's instrument. Um playing the Taggle Harper for the first time the concept the, the theory behind it um it's just your standard music theory. You figure out what the notes or where the notes are, how to get to there, but there's no fretboard. Uh that was a big learning curve for mm. me with the Tigle Harper. Yeah. Um the lyre side of things I was introduced to through reenactment, um, Anglo-Saxon reenactment. And that's very similar to, to the harp in a way, just a limited with the with the strings in comparison. Um everything we play um in terms of sort of ancient instruments i guess has that modern counterpart if you could say that the, the taggle harp is almost violin like yeah um, with like the bowing like needing the right of sort of resin the strings however the lack of fretboard is a yeah is an interesting
1: one it's still there. well that's what it makes mm. that instrument makes it unique. More complex mm. than the average because it is no, it's not fingerboard, it's not fretboard, it's no indicators will tell you to put the finger, so it's on the player, really.
4: Mm. Which means that it's not always going to be 100% perfect note, which gives it that kind of yeah. dissonance that's well, natural to the instrument and gives it its unique and yeah. attractive sound.
1: The first time I listened to Tucker Harper, I... I remember that time. It was back in Spain and I remember I was going for a for a walk in the snow up in the mountains and I remember uh, I had a friend that is um, is an like a illustrator artist for bands for EP covers, CD covers, merch. So he said, Oh have you listened this band that uh, the Gorgoroth drummer half made. And he said, Sure you would like this and I said, okay. And I gave it a listen that time. And I couldn't figure out what was that out of tune violin. Yeah. That I couldn't have the percent process in my in my mind, but it was so captivating for me really. And since that I've never I never forgot that kind of sound. So that's definitely the first the Very first link that in- introduced me to these instruments.
3: <clears throat> yeah. yeah, I'd kind of had a, a similar similar to John, really, for me. I think it was reenactment that kind of got me into the old into the older music and instruments. Um, I played a long time in lots of different bands and stuff, but um, just yeah, modern modern music or modern instruments. But through reenactment, I got the lyre first, so similar to yourself. Mm. Um because I think it just naturally transfers from guitar. There's a lot, lots of elements to it that kind of tra- go across quite, quite nicely and, and sort of you can apply the same techniques, but still with a lot of learning to do. And then honestly, like, I think it's only got better and better. I think when we first started, it was quite limited on other people that were doing it, say, online and stuff like that. So there wasn't, like many peers that you could go to for for assistance but yeah. there were some key bits that i got offline so uh, online sorry so i think that there was a lot of people uh sort of key people that have been doing a lot of stuff in particular um, were a really good source for inspiration just to learn some of the basic techniques i think we're quite lucky because anglo-saxon stuff some of the key key things they wrote down was sort of music poetry stories riddles that kind of stuff so it all kind of helps with uh, that very base thing but that that was like a gateway really into the rest of them Um, so from there on, we've, we've kind of gone into lots of different instruments now and, um, not just stopping with sort of limited to, again, like we said before, like just Norse stuff or just, you know, Germanic or something like that. We're doing lots of different things. Um, it was a really good gateway one though, the lyre. I'd always recommend that if anybody, like when we do reenactments and people stop by and they're like, how did you get into it and stuff? The lyre is always the one first, first and foremost, it's a beautiful instrument, relatively simple to play, but like hard to master, I would say, and then, um, They're not ridiculously expensive, but obviously the better quality, the more expensive they are. So it's a good kind of entry-level one, I think, for people to get on. Um, But beyond there, then you're just hooked in. You just kind of get into it and do so much more after that.
1: It's a slippery slope. It is an instrument.
3: Expensive, slippery slope, yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I think the main difference between Toggle Harper and Lyre in the ways of learning how to play it, I think that a Lyre that is in tune is very difficult to make it sound wrong. If it's in tune and you play something very basic, it's gonna sound good or relatively good because it's tuned into a key. Yeah. But the toggle harp is very different. I mean, it can be perfectly in tune, but if you apply more pressure with the bow or with your
3: finger on the string, yeah. it goes out of key. And that makes sense, doesn't it? Because I think uh, the idea with the Liar, I guess. I think traditionally it was passed around the fire and, you know, especially in Anglo-Saxon times, even if you weren't particularly <clears throat> musical, you'd pass it around the fire, everybody would tell a story and yeah. and plink away on it. And even if you weren't that great, you'd probably get a decent tune, as Vizzy says. It's kind of geared up for people with like entry level knowledge or just starting, or whatever, to be able to get a good tune out of it. Um, I definitely feel like, like you say, because it's fretless. The 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 harp is just that much more difficult to find the correct tunes and learn. It's like it's it's sort of motor functions almost, isn't it? You just secondhand, second hand, second nature kind of thing. You just learn it on on the go. So that's there is a big difference then. definitely. Mm-hmm.
4: Really. Forget about the the main instrument that we use. Which is... Oh, it's our voice? <laughs> <Wow. laughs> so where
0: do you learn your like
4: <laughs> I think I'd I'd always sort of tried. Learning, to throat sing, watching videos on YouTube, watching the tutorials, and I just couldn't get it. Yeah. Like, my idea of throat singing was almost like a very, very deep voice. Uh, just couldn't grasp it. Um, we started rehearsing. I think you were much the same. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Totally, yeah.
4: I think Vizzy could throat sing already. Um, I think through like years of practicing in the car, wasn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah, probably one year or something. Yeah. I was- Throat singing before, <clears> throat> yeah, because that one year I believe, yeah, mm. yeah.
4: But through sort of practicing together, sort mm. of busy was really encouraging of, of us to sort of yeah. uh, throat sing because there's awesome not many and stuff, yeah. not many bands that you can sort of have three doing the throat singing and harmonizing the throat singing as well. yeah yeah. Um, but you know, seeing busy doing it, seeing it in flesh. Watching how he was doing it, I think one one rehearsal, I just I just got it.
1: Mm. It's a game changer. Just, um, yeah,
4: just getting the. It's it's almost like finding the biting point. Yeah, you, you find the biting point in the throat, um, and through that, it's been that's been a bit of a spiral. Really.
1: Yeah, once yeah. you do it, when you once you engage it first, and you memorize how to do it, basic throat singing, I don't think is so difficult. Like, yeah doing a basic Cargill, there are other styles that are very, very difficult. Throat singing is a sort
4: of, once you pop, you just, you yeah. just can't
0: start. You, well, I right, figure there's different styles of throat singing around from different places in the world. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And also different styles of throat singing from the same place in the world. So
0: right.
1: people only think it's just crazy people making some noises. Some people like it, but it's, it's actually I think it's a complex technique to at least dominate several styles of throat singing and be able to be good at them, you know, like dominate them and be able to perform with them. Something that we are always learning, I guess. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: Again, that's another reason I think that we we were quite lucky to work together on it and and to find each other when we did. Because as John says, finding three people that, not only can throat sing are in the same stuff, you know, we get on and then be able to to kind of develop the throat singing and stuff as well in harmonies and all this sort of stuff. It's, we were we were fortunate to find it. So, yeah, really lucky, really. Really lucky. But I know you guys have been, like, John, you've recently done, like, you're always learning and sort yeah. of developing more things, aren't you? That's yeah, thing.
4: so I've recently been sort of working on um, my sort of more, more Mongolian style. So I think busy's more Tuvan throat singing, I guess. With the cargar and the sigit, whereas I've been learning from the sort of more Mongolian school of the Hahira, which is very similar, <laughs> and um Mahume, which is the sort of a higher pitched, whistly sort of sound that you get. Um but it is just the slight geographical differences that make it gel quite nicely.
0: Mm. Yeah. I think there is a theory that the Vikings use stroke singing, right? there is there's yeah like, there's if a theory they, about them, they sounded like dogs dogs yeah They like, yeah. Also, with their throats like yeah. dogs. well yeah. what
1: you mentioned before we started recording about the detail the about the spanish Vikings? i think it was it was a, a written evidence that someone was describing the the vikings passing through i think it was sevilla singing like if they were roaring and growling like animals. Yeah. You can interpret that in different ways, but definitely throat singing mm. could be one of them. Mm. Maybe not as as evolved throat singing like all of these who may seek it and whistly things, but maybe some basic throat singing I think is very possible.
0: Ooh. Um yeah so they cause this could take us a while with three of you. <laughs> <There's seven laughs> questions that I asked.
1: I think we're going to be yeah. straight to the point.
0: <laughs> straight to the point. Try and condense it. Yeah. As as yeah. So the first one is: if you had an unlimited budget, what would be your dreaming project?
4: We we actually discussed this one almost. In Preparation. Yeah. Well, we 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 all had individual ideas that we'd not really spoken about before, but they all <laughs> kind of they, they all align really really <laughs> well. So. For me, it was sort of, you know, the, the goal of having a lot of land, a lot of um, forested land, lakes, streams, um, and just being able to live sustainably off the land in a nice little log cabin. Um, busy.
1: After, to to all of that, you had a workshop yeah. where I can keep making things, music room, Um and yeah being away from people
3: yeah I would say, yeah. <laughs> yeah nice um animals for me i think i'd like to be able to have some animals um uh maybe sort of like a sanctuary type thing um yeah yeah i think that would be a the thing if i could if i could where money wasn't an option because obviously being able to look after so many animals is expensive so yeah i think that's what i would do
4: definitely so if you could all support Rand, band, buy the <laughs> band merch, and
3: help us buy, you can do a plug at the end. Just yeah, yeah. Buy
1: several. Uh, <laughs> if there's anyone there with, yeah, a big piece
3: of land, Once wants to wants the to, yeah, yeah, to us. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. We're up for it. We're right. kind of unofficially starting like a like a commune or
0: something, right? Yeah.
3: yeah. What are we going to take yeah. cult? Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. it. Cult <laughs> the cult <Yeah>. of. Cult of Stephen. That's it. We could we could have little celebrations and stuff yeah. you know that kind of thing it'd be good yeah bring the boys home <laughs> yeah, yeah i'd, I'd, I'd be all over that yeah all over, 100%. i
1: don't know if i would like to live in a commune because then would be too many people around i don't like that many people around <laughs> i think a few is fine but for a long period of time yeah i don't think i would like yeah. to have People like living in a commune when Jews are everything, well... They could build your house off to the side.
3: Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's true, uh, yeah. It lives off to the we
0: got lots of land. <laughs> yeah. What's that hut up <laughs> on Yeah, it's, just, it's just there. there. Yeah. yeah, we don't go up there. <laughs> I can so, say that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's, it's the rumbles of fur. <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs>
2: you know, you know
1: back, back in Spain, where <laughs> I used to live, it was like a mountain town. And I remember in the very top of the mountain, it was like a stone hut that someone used to live in there. Yeah. And people used to describe that man like the crazy. like uh, yeah. yeah. And I, all I could think since then is, uh, yeah, I want I to wanna be, be, be here. <laughs> Aspiration. Yeah, it was. <laughs> at the very top of the mountain, amazing views. You know, all you could find there was
3: Chaos. yeah so he worked it's out kind of thing he'd, he'd, yeah yeah he's like that miles
4: out. from airport security
3: yeah, yeah that's it yeah <laughs> yeah i guess it's just accepting myself <laughs> yeah
0: all right that's so funny. do you think you could survive on a fight made you die?
1: i could survive i don't think i would like it but survive yeah, yeah. we're humans our resilience is it doesn't finish we
4: could survive yeah I, I reckon I'd probably survive better just take all the process just, just survive the shit thrive. out of the diet <laughs> but yeah
3: no
4: I I fully reckon yeah I could I could thrive off it without all the processed
1: everything
3: yeah fair I think yeah likewise if it's food flank like you prepared for us today great definitely 100 it's really good
1: okay. yeah well definitely this was really good yeah I was more thinking about Dried fish and all that. I don't like fish. I could survive. I would eat it before dying.
3: But yeah. I don't think I would enjoy it. Yeah, I think yeah, we, we could make it work. I guess you, you'd eat fish, right? If you were going on a a, a journey or something. You know, It'd it be... If they had, yeah, yeah. If I push, push comes to shove. If there's nothing else, yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. But it's better in starving
3: to death. I'm
0: yeah,
1: sure. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah
0: is there any food you'd miss on the moment
1: coffee yeah
3: it's a drink but coffee yeah same coffee chocolate i think the two things i eat chocolate for lunch daily i think so yeah those two things coffee i don't think i could function in the mornings without coffee or in the inwards.
4: Oh no! If I have it like after twelve, am up forever sort of thing. I mean, yeah, it's uh, a shame that I am to admit it. I think it may be a monster.
2: Like, monster. Yeah, <laughs> I don't really do <laughs> popcorn, so.
4: Be a can of monster. Yeah, I'm a lot more oh I am. <laughs> um, food wise, I'm I'm a sucker for like pastel donata. Yeah, just nice custody
1: pastries. No, that's not, I'd, I'd struggle without those. Yeah. yeah. Probably would miss some good meat when
3: it's not the season. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. I think chop obviously would be the only thing that I would struggle without anything. That's pretty really sad to say, I think. But yeah, I think I would. Um, <clears throat> yeah, coffee. <laughs> coffee is the key thing. Yeah, coffee. Coffee. <clears throat>
0: All right, so what's the
3: weirdest thing in your patient? Uh, weirdest thing in mine would be so, my wife at the moment is growing some. <laughs> my, my wife and her, my Ooh. wife is growing some. Uh, that, <laughs> yeah. uh, she's growing some uh, oyster mushrooms, yeah. uh, which I'd say is pretty weird because it comes in like a big block type thing and you've got to cut kind of it open and they grow and it's i don't know it's like a little miniature miniature farm type thing yeah. um so that's really that's really cool and we tried them the other day and they're really good really good um and i've never really sort of tried them before you know like that, that i know of anyway but yeah so they were really good but very strange as those growing yeah um yeah really cool my kitchen
1: is an extension of my workshop so, yeah <laughs>
0: instrument and...
1: at the moment there are instruments in my kitchen it's a lot of fishing gear is a bench set for a sewing machine is an airbrush <laughs> set up for painting lures it, how big is this kitchen <laughs> i call it the kitchen because there's a sink in it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i I don't really like the typical, conventional living spaces. I like doing things. Yeah. So it's also, in my kitchen, I have a lot of wood in it. So many different pieces. Um, yeah. That's probably the weirdest thing, yeah. all of that. I'll or just... myself, when I'm in it. <laughs> I, I, I was thinking about this
4: the other day. and I was, I was trying to think, what have I got in my kitchen that's not your sort of standard food preparation item or food itself Um, and then i've literally just remembered that on my windowsill i've got a load of jars of tinctures and balms that i've made myself um on a bushcraft course a few years ago so i've got rather nice tincture of betony and wood sage um the properties of which betony is supposed to um to ease the symptoms of anxiety and depression Wood sage is meant to stop flatulence, so it's it's a hell of a tincture that one. <laughs> um, yeah, and some balms to stop sort of itching when you get stung by stinging at all. It's yeah,
0: yeah. just various balms and tinctures.
1: You haven't been using that tincture recently, did you? No, no,
2: no, I oh, not no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay,
0: it's so... <Shocked. laughs> Next one is what's the worst thing you've ever eaten? Or drunk, some people like
4: to drink. Mm. Tofu. yeah? Yeah, I, I can't. Not a ball with tofu. No.
2: no,
0: I yeah. <laughs> I would say anything <laughs> with coriander. Not a fan of coriander.
1: You get yeah. the soapy thing. So yeah, it's, it's it. disgusting and yeah. not a fan of Indian food in general. I. I don't like when you mask the taste of the actual food with the spices or spices if I eat you lamb I'll house. have yours yeah. if I eat <laughs> lamb I like to to taste like lamb, not too twenty mix of oh, is my taste it because he loves this yeah <laughs> yeah, I like it simple that's why yeah. I said that I really enjoy eating the barley with cheese because it's yeah barley and cheese that's it
3: two ingredients. I will, I will have your curry, so I'll fall on a song for you. I'll take two helpings just to make sure. He's got me. He's got me
4: Well, yeah, that's it. Yeah. We'll, we'll cover it together. It's funny. Oh, yeah. I think in the future, we have to put this down as a rider like, no no meat for some. <laughs> Yeah, No that's... flavor for this
0: yeah.
1: I like the flavor. <laughs> I, like the, I really like the flavor, but I don't like musk in it.
0: Yeah.
1: That's my point. Mm. Fair enough. If, if I cook something with. One or two spices is all right, but mixing so many over the top
3: for me.
2: Yeah,
3: I think worst thing I've had uh, many years ago before I was a veggie, I've had snails, I think, when I was abroad, and they were just awful. <laughs> awful, like you know, it's just I can still remember sitting at the table and the plate and everything, like it was that vivid in my mind, it was just horrible. It was just horrible. Um, I so I yeah. think I'd like them. No. they have come up before have they yeah
0: yeah but it's not something i'd be done with no
3: i can imagine if they're done correctly i guess they would taste nice i guess but like yeah
1: but the ones the, that i had were not good the thing with the snails i think that what it tastes nice is the sauce
3: yeah they are just like a like a protein taste. maybe yeah yeah yeah, yeah these were good mm. But, yeah, there wasn't a sauce with them, to be yeah. fair, so maybe you're it right. wasn't?
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, no. They were just... When I've heard people eating them in Spain, they eat them with a spicy tomato sauce. Yeah. And that's what the people like, like the spicy tomato sauce and licking the sauce from inside the shells. And oh, all really? That.
3: Yeah. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: But... Yeah. I've had some things that... Maybe you would consider disgusting, but they tested really good. Like, all the all the guts, not the guts, but all the between organs, meat, and fat in the cows. Yeah. Uh, in Madrid, people fry it up and make baguettes with it, and it's really yummy.
3: It's very good. I don't know. So they just put it into a baguette and you just.
1: No, you fry it first. Yeah, so it gets like toasty. Yeah. And it loses all the fat. And it tastes really nice. Ooh, nice.
0: Okay, so next question is what's the most memorable meal you've ever had? You go first,
1: because you said that one. Yeah, so this is quite good.
4: For me, um, I like to, to source my own meat, so through hunting, fishing. Um, I find that there's sort of a better connection with your food that way. I think we as a country certainly have definitely sort of lost our way with our relationship with meat, yeah. where it comes from. I know some of the kids that I teach, they have no idea where their meat comes from. They have no idea about the sort of the process um, behind it all. They just think, oh, it's just a chicken. Look at that. Where where do chicken nuggets come from? I don't, I don't know. It's just Chicken <laughs> Tesco's. Um, so I think the first time that I sourced my own meat, um, it was it was duck, um, and I I love duck anyway. But being able to be every part of the process from yeah. sort of shooting shooting the duck myself, um, preparing the duck, cooking the duck, tasting the duck, and definitely tasted a lot fresher um the the way that i would have it and it's it's a struggle to get there in in this day and age i would love to be able to source all of my own meat myself so pheasant, duck venison yes, plate, I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um yeah I'd, I'd love to replace every kind of bought meat in my diet with um Source meat meat that I sourced myself so I think the first the first real sort of time that I'd sourced my own meat was the most memorable meal um, and every meal since is just as memorable for me
1: uh, well when we discussed this the other day mm-hmm. I said actually something a bit similar to that and it's a time that driving at night with my granddad uh, we Killed a hair with the car so we stopped we grabbed it skin it and make it for dinner and it was really nice
4: yeah this was of course in spain because it's not legal to do that here
3: yeah it was in spain yeah um i think for me uh yeah i i kind of again it's a memory more than anything to do with my dad i think he used to do uh fantastic he still does still do fantastic curries um and uh yeah i would say that the most memorable meals i've probably had of those i've always tried to uh, replicate them he lives really far up north now so i don't get to see him as much as i used to and uh and uh but whenever we go up he always does one of his curries and it's great so and i can never replicate it ever um Mine pale in comparison, so yeah, I'd say that's probably the most memorable thing I've ever eaten. Though. I think we should take busy up to see your dad. I know, right? Yeah. I think we can change his mind on curry. He loves heat as well, the more the hotter the better. So you were in your element there, so, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. vindaloo's that kind of thing, maybe. What do you reckon? I'm up for a holiday. To be <laughs> <bad>. <laughs> but yeah, I'd say that's probably the most memorable, yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah I'd spend the rest of my life trying to make them as good. Well, on that note,
0: guys, you died. And your family and friends are preparing your grapes, (laughs) what food and drink are you taking to the feast of Valhalla?
1: Unlimited cows and pigs roasting (laughs) over a fire. Okay, you're both both off the farm. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. No, no. No. That's it. A drink. (laughs) Coffee.
0: Yeah. (laughs) No.
3: (laughs) Water. I the water i think spice honestly like chilies spices that kind of stuff i think i would be buried with that quite easily i, I wife to seen you guys separately <laughs> yeah yeah let's see yeah let me, let me <laughs> go through very, two very different doors yeah that's it but i think there's like uh the gen general, um my wife will quite often put in chills and eat a lot of heat and a lot of spice and things so mm. quite often we'll put in just various chilies and stuff and not knowing what they are and yes yeah. Then will tell me after I took the first couple of bites. Oh, geez, it's really hot, and uh, and they turn out to be you know ridiculously hot peppers or something. So um, yeah, I think that would probably be the thing that I'd be buried with or burnt with. Hundred percent.
4: For me, it would. I think you guys would agree. It would probably be a can monster.
2: <laughs> I knew mean, that was <laughs> coming.
4: I'd, I'd probably have some venison in there with me
0: for. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Someone else has said that before. Not been really sure Someone it's said they forest blue. Yeah. Yeah. Forest I'm
3: gonna get your whole thing. thing sponsored by Monster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Monster. Maybe it. they can sponsor you next. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> it. Monster <laughs> blood <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it. yeah don't deal. They don't know it yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Anyone from Monster out right? there? Yeah. Oh, well, yes. thank you all for your time today. It's,
3: it's been, been a, a pleasure. TV.
0: Thank um, you for yeah, yeah, having you very
3: some much for us some great food.
0: People stay tuned. They can watch one of your performances we'll put on after we finish the chat. we are going to record a couple of tracks for us. Yeah, lovely. Um, but where can people find you, find your music, kind
4: of thing? So uh, we are on Facebook, Say the blog. Instagram, Say the <laughs> find us on Bandcamp, Say the blog. Spotify, say the blog.
3: Yeah.
4: Um, we're on all, all the main things. Uh, yeah. Instagram is probably the uh, easiest one to, to reach us through. Um, and we've got our link tree on there, which gives you links to everything.
1: Yeah. Second one needs to contact us for any booking or any, I don't know, asking for our music. Just our email is on the. Instagram profile or linktree. profile.
4: Yeah. <laughs> everything's everything's on the link tree. Yeah. Um but it's lot S-E-I-D-R Yeah.
2: They're
3: all other major platforms as John said, so that if you want to hear our music, obviously our new album will be coming out. Yeah. Hopefully in the near future and that'll be up on all major all, platforms as well. All
4: major streaming platforms. Yep.
0: Which you said probably spring, summerish.
4: Late spring, early summer. Yeah, yeah. 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 So to yeah. Try and get it out as soon as possible because we're really excited to to get this this music out to to the world. Hmm.
0: Yeah, But
1: yeah. Thanks very thank much for welcome. having us. Thank you. You're, You're welcome. Sitting. We're yeah. looking forward for round two after we release the album. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, come back on. Maybe we'll do one butzer. Definitely. Day, yeah. It? yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Right. Thanks for listening. And as I say, stay tuned for a bit longer, and you can watch them um, perform a couple of tracks. Spotted. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye i <laughs> If you enjoyed the show and want to hear more, remember to like and subscribe and give the show a rating. You can also help keep the show going by becoming a Patreon where you'll get early access to all episodes. Or check out my range of merch on my store. Links are in the episode description. Thanks for listening.